Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the TF1 podcast. This is Trey bringing you another episode. I know it's been a while. I hope everybody has been doing okay after that season ending of F1 that we all go through as fans. Of course, the sport we love, you know, when when that season ends, most of us have, you know, life going on, work, family, but we also maybe switch to another sport but the f1 news has not been at a standstill it's been going and uh as i promised you guys of course any major events and you know percolating news that happens um definitely gonna have the episode going before the season starts so as as promised and as we discussed i just want to bring you guys some you know some of the things the major things that are happening this podcast is going to be focused on the Andretti and Cadillac collaboration that is that we were all made aware of uh, within the last I would say within the last week and of course that's major major news because you know as of the announcements that we've had over the last I would say one or two years that have been you know there's always been rumors of different manufacturers that want to join F1, for example, the the Porsche and Audi rumor under the VW group, you know, we have, you know, kind of heard those murmurs and those voices, you know, for a good couple of years. But then, of course, when they took shape and they became really serious and we have, you know, a collaboration with Porsche and Red Bull that almost happened and they had very serious talks, but that didn't fall through. But we have Audi now who, you know, has become an official entrant into F1. So you can see the level of interest is, you know, at an all time high um, in Formula One. These are major brands and major names. I, I just mentioned Audi and Porsche. And, you know, they have a very, very long history uh, in motorsport and a very successful one, especially, uh, especially Audi, because you can look back at the Le Mans successes and the multiple championships that they have. So I say all that to tie up and say, you know, the Andretti and Cadillac collaboration, which is a major ca- collaboration, that is the latest um you know, interest that we have from a major manufacturer, the major manufacturer being General Motors. Now, Andretti is, of course, a racing team that has, you know, long roots in the U.S. And I'll get into detail about Andretti because, you know, some people listening may not be very familiar with them because, of course, they're a North American team. Now, the Andretti name is very famous as, of course, the Andretti senior you know, is a very well-known motorsport racer. He he's actually raced races in F1 many many years ago. So that family has long roots in motorsport. But um, you know, for those people that might be listening, that you know could be in different parts of the world. Of course, you may not be as familiar with the Andretti name. So I will definitely get into. Um, a little more detail on that, but just to kind of give a little background now, you know, those of you that are listening may be familiar and Andretti, the name Andretti and, you know, the Andretti racing team, uh, 
they have been trying to get into F1 and their bid into getting into F1 is not a recent one. They've actually been attempting to do that for years. Now, it hasn't necessarily taken off on being successful because Andretti does not necessarily, you know, in the eyes of F1 and the teams that are already a part of it, F1 is, you know, of course, at the top of the food chain when it comes to motorsport. So it needs a very heavy investment. And so Andretti by itself, as as a racing team, a lot of the other teams, of course, who have spent, you know, upwards of millions and millions of dollars. And I'm referring to even before the cost cap was introduced a year and a half ago, two years ago, a lot of them individually, whether you take Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and those are the big teams. But even, you know, the lower entrance, whether it's Williams, Haas, you know, you can say Austin Martin, um, they have spent major, major money, you know, building their infrastructure, their team, their factories. So as a new entrant, when you come in, you know, the realization has to be, of course, there's profit sharing going on. So, you know, if I've, as a team, you can think of it as if I've spent upwards of $500 million over the last 14, 15 years, then if you come in and let's say your entry fee is just, you know, and I'm using this as, as an example, this is not an accurate number, but if your entry fee is $75 million, and you're able to get into the sport. Well, guess what? I have spent $550 million, but you've spent $75 million. And when you come into the sport, now at the end of the year, when we share the profit and the winnings, you're now making my the percentage of my pie smaller. So that's in essence, just in a way, a breakdown, of course, you know, uh, to make it easier, there's a lot of details that I've skipped out. But in essence, that is the thinking of the teams. When you're a new entrant, you also have to look at all the investments they've had to put in. Okay, so that was the obstacle that Andretti had when it was by itself as a racing team trying to enter F1. So what they've done is they have matched up with the biggest manufacturer in the U.S., which is GM. Now, GM also has a racing history, not necessarily in F1, but, you know, they do a lot of racing in America. Cadillac is their biggest brand. And, and here's the interesting part. It's not just an accident that it's an Andretti Cadillac matchup. Cadillac is GM's global brand. So it makes a lot of sense since F1, of course, is a major global sport. Uh, Cadillac is not just sold in the U.S. You know, for those people that are familiar, Cadillac is very popular in many parts of the world, whether it's the Middle East. Cadillac is also sold in Europe. So it's a global brand. And that is why that tie up makes sense. So that is, you know, the reason why these two major forces have collided together to bring in an F1 uh, bid uh, in order to get into the sport. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to give the folks that are listening that may not be familiar with Andretti just a little background. So Andretti 
the Andretti Racing Team. It's actually referred to as Andretti Autosport. It's an auto racing team and they compete in the Indy Series in America. Okay. Now the Indy Series, of course, nothing on, on the scale of Formula One, but it's a pretty big racing series. All right. Now, you know, the thing that we have to keep in mind is, so when we say the Indy Racing Series, you might, you might say to yourself, well, Okay, if you're trying to enter F1, now how does the Andretti Autosport, the team, how do they perform? Are they dominant in the IndyCar Racing Series? You know, would they be the equivalent of a Mercedes in F1? Would they be the equivalent of a Williams, you know? So as a fan, you want to know if you don't follow Indy Racing, which most of us don't because we follow Formula One, how has... You know, how do they stack up? How does the Andretti team stack up compared to the other teams? That's a very valuable thing most of us want to know because now you're trying to enter the big the big league in, in the sense that F1 is. So, interestingly enough, Andretti, although they have a long history in Indy auto racing or Indy car racing, they're not actually performing. They're, they're not the, the top team in IndyCar racing. They're actually not even the top two or top three. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. They, you know, they have a very long history in racing. Like I said, they have a very valuable name, but they're not one of the big entrants. So that's an interesting thing that the, that's an interesting fact that the teams in F1 are going to look at. Um, when you're trying to enter F1. So just to give you an example, uh, so the Indy 500 as a team, the Andretti Auto Racing, they've won that five times. Okay, and I'm talking about all time, not in one year. They've just won the Indy 500 five times. Now, how about championships? How have they dealt with that? Well, they have several Indy car racing championships which is a big achievement so kudos to them on that here's the interesting part the last time they have won an indy car racing championship are you guys ready for it is 2012 that is the last time that team has won a championship okay so go ahead and do the math on that we're looking at you know over 10 years now that they have never won a championship. So just wanted to give you guys a background. You know, that's not a good thing, bad thing. I just want to give you an understanding and a background of how Andretti performs in IndyCar racing because now they've collaborated with GM. So I've kind of given you guys the background why GM made sense for Andretti, especially specifically Cadillac and GM. All right. Now, as far as logistics, of course, keep in mind, this is not anything that has been approved. This is a bid that's going to go to the F1. Okay. And once it goes to F1, there is a, a process that, you know, there's several months where uh, Andretti and GM are, you know, going to submit a lot of documents. So there's a whole lot of process before they're official and in, but it is definitely huge news that, you know, this is an American team. Of course, we understand Haas is an American team, but 
also in a lot of ways has is very different because it also has a European base, you know, even though they have a North Carolina factory as well. Okay. So it, it just is a, you know, a testament to F1, how major this sport has been. If you look at how many major manufacturers, I mentioned Audi, I mentioned Porsche. Now you have, you know, from America, such a major brand, the biggest car brand in GM. And of course, you know, their brand Cadillac tying up with Andretti. It's a real testament to the level of interest there is in F1, the growing popularity and how these main manufacturers, car manufacturers, sport racing teams, they see the value to that, you know, they really need to be in F1 if they want the exposure they you know, that that sport brings. So as far as logistics, let's just talk about it. So the plan is Andretti is building out uh, new headquarters. Uh, they're building that in Indiana. So they're going to have a base there for their collaboration. Now, they haven't officially said where the engine is going to be supplied from. But I mean, if you add two and two together for me, if you're doing collaboration with Cadillac, you're not going to have Renault engines. So I'm sure even though they haven't officially announced it, the engines are going to be supplied and built by GM under the Cadillac banner, of course. Okay. Now, from my understanding, so that's going to be their court, their headquarters, but there's also going to be a base uh, in Europe. And, you know, they haven't gotten to that detail, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's England. I mean, if you're an F1 team, logistics wise, you know, there's no way. I mean, you have to have some type of presence in Europe because that's where most of the racing is. There's a lot of know-how, technical expertise. So Andretti and GM right now are kind of in the preliminary process of, um, you know, recruiting people to the program. They're also going to choose a principal that's going to oversee that and, you know, I would say it has to be, for me, at least in my mind, it would be really beneficial to them if it's somebody that has experience in F1 because there's a lot of know-how, there is the behind the scenes, there's the politics, there's a lot of different things that come with that. So I hope um, and I'm sure that's the direction they're going in, okay? Now, another thing to keep in mind with this major collaboration is... Now, is this going to bring some major conflict as far as decision making between the FIA and then the Formula One management? Okay, this is the final point that I wanted to touch on with you guys, because keep in mind the FIA and their the leader, Ben Suleiman, just as as recent as last week was saying how they're welcoming um, they're they they're welcoming new entrants to F1, you know. Of course, as long as they meet certain criteria. Now, that's FIA's side, but the Formula One management and F1 teams, as I told you guys at the at the onset and the beginning of the podcast, yes, they do want to welcome extra teams to the sport, and they're open to that. But rightly so, they're also very you know, um, hands-on and they want to make sure the investment that they have 
and they want to make sure that it's a quality entrant that's coming in. So there seems to be two different philosophies brewing. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Hopefully, you know, like I said, this doesn't cause, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say civil war, but within F1, it doesn't cause a clash because F1 has not always been on the same page with FOM, which is Formula One management. And the leadership right now coming from the FIA, you know, as we've seen this past season, unfortunately, has been very, very shaky and uh, it has been inconsistent. And so we're just going to have to wait to see how that plays out. But it's definitely great news to see these major brands coming together. And as I said, I just wanted to make sure I bring you guys a podcast just giving you a, the background of this major news and entrant. And as the weeks come along, I will definitely um, have another podcast as well, just covering some major news that we may have had um you know, in the coming weeks. Okay. As always, I just want to make sure I thank you all for listening to TF1 podcast from wherever in the globe you're listening to. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Take care.